Hey everyone, so I'm sitting here with my Earl Grey tea and thinking about some things that I want to talk to you all about. And um, I think today, one of the questions I always get asked is, you know, how did I come up with the blind series? So I think today I'm going to address that a little bit and uh, then we can move on. So you know, the year was like 1981, 82. You know, maybe even 83. I uh, can't remember exactly. But um, I was very interested in politics at the time. I um, was very interested in a couple of the senators and following their career. One of them was Bob Carey. Another was Bob, uh, I mean, Bill Bradley. Um, I, you know, those are the two that stick out in my mind uh, right now from, what, 40 years ago? <laughs> Gosh, how time flies. Uh, but you know, I was interested in politics at the time. C-SPAN had just came out, uh, become available on cable, and I was one of the geeks that would sit there and watch it way back then. Um, I haven't really watched it or tuned into it anytime lately now, but um, so I was working at Procter & Gamble at the time, and I kept thinking, you know, do I want to test toilet paper for the rest of my life, or is there something else I could possibly get into? And I always thought uh, the law was interesting, uh, so I created Nicole. Nicole became the central character, and um, you know, then then there was this whole Robert Ludlum thing going on with Jason Bourne at the time, and and in the books, and I started to to read those books, and uh, the whole espionage thing became exciting. So I created Sean, and um, you know, of course, then. You know, out of the politics side, there was the senator, uh, Senator Robert Jenkins. Uh, that character, character became involved. And I just started really just starting down a bunch of different different scenes at the time. Um, and I had probably uh, amassed 12 to 16 inches stacked high of handwritten scenes um, that I would thought someday that I would turn into a book. Um, in the meantime, though, I had started writing uh, scripts and had been writing like scripts, if you want to call them that, ever since I was probably around eight years old. So, um, and even before that, just jotting down, again, scenes that would come up in my head with characters from my favorite TV shows or um, making things up uh, at the time. So, um, 16 inches high stack of all these scenes. Um, and I decided to write screenplays, wrote the screenplay for, a screenplay for Star Trek The Next Generation. Uh, had to do with Worf, the character Worf. And I sent that in to um, Paramount and uh, actually sent it registered mail to Gene Roddenberry, who was kind enough to walk down and sign it for it. And I guess it then delivered it to Eric Stilwell, who was the person that uh, rejected the script. But in that particular time, it was really kind of funny because um, he gave me everything that I needed to actually rewrite the script to their guidelines, find a, a, a or talk with, I guess, an agent, uh, provided a list of agents that I could contact. But being 22 years old and only seeing that it was rejected, I, I just kind of threw it aside and thought, well, I guess I'm not a writer. You know, one rejection and, and I do this, right? Totally stupid. So one day I was down in the um, in my studio painting and I looked over and saw this manila envelope and I thought, well, what's this? And I pulled it out of my stack of really fun things that I have set aside down there and um, 
started looking through it and then just walked over to a two by four and started hitting my head against it. Like, what did I do? You know, here is this guy that provided all of this information and I didn't do anything with it. And I thought, well, that's it. You know, if, if, if one script provided this kind of response from someone in the business, I needed to be writing. And that's when I started uh, looking through the 16 inches of scenes that uh, I had written over 20 some years and decided that okay, we're going to pull this together into a book. Um, started to do that, then decided that I didn't know very much about the self-publishing industry at that point. So I hired a little vanity press to put the first book together. And you learn a lot from doing that, from just, you know, putting yourself out there and and doing um, something that you've never done before. Uh, so worked with the vanity press on getting the first book out there. Uh, have learned a lot, like editing is so important. Um, wasn't very pleased with the editing on the first book, uh, even though I paid money to have it done. I mean, a lot of money to have it done. I mean, they had a $5,000 package, which was considered their elite package. So um, I did that and um, then wrote the second book and published that basically all on my own. I didn't use a vanity press, uh, created the cover myself, uh, wrote the inside, hired a professional editor who is wonderful. Uh, Sonia Sweeney is, um, I, I, words don't describe uh, how great I think Sonia is. So she's my editor and uh, she was my editor on the second book and on the third book. And you knew something was up when you start getting um, comments from your fans that say, wow, this book was edited so much better than your first book. So, you know, a clear watch out uh, if you do do Vanity Press um, to, to do your first book. Uh, you know, really take the time and, and read over and over and over and over. <laughs> Can't say it too many times. Um, that, that final book to catch everything that you possibly can catch. Um, there is a little package out there that I use now, which I think is very helpful. And um, it's not only helpful to me, it's also helpful to Sonia. And I have it running while I'm doing my free write. When I'm put, I have it running when I'm doing my um, my actual pulling together of the of the book before we even get to the point to editing. And it, this little piece of software is called Grammarly. Um, I pay for the premium. Uh, package and uh, it is wonderful. It catches a lot of mistakes that you know Sonia shouldn't be spending time catching, um, so that she can focus then on content, story, uh, and all the different aspects of of writing. So, um, of, you know, writing the story itself. So, if you uh, are out there and, and and you know what, even if you're just an artist and you're writing. Uh, and I didn't mean to say it, just an artist. That's <laughs> even if you're an artist <laughs> and uh, you're you're writing things like your artist statement, or you're putting things out on Facebook, or you're um, writing letters to your collectors, or uh, you're writing query letters to galleries or whatever. Grammarly will help you so much. I just love that tool. It is the best $100 that I have spent in my business. In, in the last 20 some years. So um, I really do love that one. Grammarly.com, I believe, is the website. So go out and grab that tool. You can have it running in Microsoft uh, Office or, or whatever your word, process, word processing tool is. Um, 
you can have it running there. You can have it running in your inbox. So when you're typing out letters, um, it's already correcting things for you. Um, it works on my website when I'm writing out blogs. Uh, it catches errors there. Uh, it's just, it's wonderful. And it gives you an opportunity to learn from your errors if you want to do that. It also keeps a word count. So, um, and days when I am writing uh, my word count, I try to get to 2,000 words a day. And then um, it tells me how many. And I've shared some of them on my Facebook page where I've got the Tolstoy uh, badge once because I supposedly wrote a lot of words that week. Um, so it, it, it does have some little, you know, um, things I'm not real happy with, like uh Every time I open up my free write, for example, it counts that full word count as something I've written that day. So, you know, I get up in the $900,000 or 900,000 word um, <laughs> range for the week um, when I know that that isn't true. So, um, you know, there's other ways that you can track how many words you write a day. So um, like painting, where we paint miles of canvas in writing, we do um free write after free write after free write, um, which is our miles of canvas. So uh, that that's pretty interesting. Give give Grammarly a try. Um, so second and third book came out, basically all designed by me, uh, edited by Sonia, uh, and then um, distributed and put out there um, by myself as well. Um, so it's been a, a really interesting long 20 some years, 30 some years uh, from the beginning of this to to where I am now with my writing. And it's, you know, I feel like I've gone back to my first love. And it's just uh, amazing every time I sit down and I start writing a scene. Um, and then figuring out the, you know, the different plot points. And it, it, it's the same feeling when you're standing in front of a blank canvas and you have all the possibilities in front of you. Uh, it's, it's the same feeling. It can be daunting because it's just this white canvas, whether it's paper or actually a painting canvas. It's white. You, what are you going to do with it? What's your first brushstroke? You know, where are you going to start this out? Um, Unlike painting, it has a lot more flexibility. Writing has a lot more flexibility because um, I can always use my backspace to erase <laughs> the words. Um, and that's, you know, that's always helpful. It's like start the first sentence, backspace, 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 start it again, backspace. Yeah. You know, so that, that process kind of goes on as well. So um, I guess the, the hint from today is, uh, you know, Think back to your childhood and what were the things that you were doing? What were the creative things you were doing? How creative were you? Um, is it different than what you're doing today? And uh, if it is, uh, is it something that you can pick back up uh, to help you? Uh, a lot of times, um, you know, think about Monet. Um, when I think about Monet, I think about the letters he wrote to his friends and how that became pretty much like a journal. We got to see a, a journey of his life through his letter writing to friends and, and what he was struggling with and what he was trying to do. So even if you're, um, you're an artist, you have no interest in publishing any type of work, um, it might be interesting just to start a journal, just to capture your internal thoughts about your process and where you are in your art journey and what you're trying to achieve. And, you know, it's just a, a simple jot down two paragraphs a day maybe take you 10 to 20 minutes, open up words, start typing, 
pick up a piece, you know, a, a composition notebook and just start writing a journal. I've done that a number of times uh, through my art career as well. Is just pick up, you know, a, a journal and started writing about how I felt and where I felt in my jar in my art career. And you know, I've kind of done the same thing with my writing career too. So, um, Grammarly start writing a journal, capture your inner thoughts, uh, all, all good things that can help you, um, you know, really sort out where you are in your creative process and in your passion and, and kind of keep it um, there in front of you. So that's the inspiration for today. Hope this was helpful. You guys have a great day and we'll talk to you soon.